What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Chanel. Welcome to another episode of Candid Talk with Chanel. I done lost count at this point. Is this episode 14? Don't quote me. It's been a while. Um, I feel like I did my last podcast episode. It was either right before I went on vacation with my husband to Jamaica or right after. Um, so much has been going on in my life. <laughs> um, I haven't forgotten about you. Sorry for the delay in my episodes t- this year, starting 2020. Um, at first, I was like, I'm going to do it every week. And then that went to I'm going to do it every other week. And I feel like I'm at the point now where I do it once a month, but I'm going to get better. You will understand why there has been... Um, a decrease in the amount of times I podcast in a month. Um, and like I said, I will be revealing a huge life change that I'm going through soon, <laughs> soon and very soon. <laughs> um, but yes, it's just been a lot um, going on between my day job, um, move with finesse. We are, we've been quiet on the gram. I haven't really been out there with our social media like that. Um, however, we have been cooking up a lot of stuff And um, it's crazy. I had no idea that 2020 would bring about um, a lot of interest in people wanting to book us. And we actually got booked to to teach um, or to choreograph, I should say, for bride and groom their first dance. Never in a million years would I have ever thought that that was even a lane for us. Right. You know, um, but we were asked to to choreograph um, a bride and groom's first dance. So my girl niece and I have been diligently working on that, rehearsing weekly, trying to get that together. We've also been asked to um, be a part of this. uh, My hometown is Mount Vernon. For those of y'all who don't know, Mount Vernon in New York, shout outs to my Mount Vernon folks. Yes. (laughs) Um, But they, um, there's this guy that a niece knows that I have met through her who has started this amazing initiative. It's like a, an artist collective. Follow him on Instagram at the artist collective, um, where he just pretty much brings together artists of all, um, types, so to speak. So you could be a poet, you could be choreographers like Denise and I, you can be singers, you can be rappers, like it just runs the gamut. And once a month, the last Friday of every month, he holds at the Akbar in the heart of Mount Vernon. These, um, I don't even want to call it an open mic because he asked people to come and perform. And so my girl niece and I were asked um, to check it out because he wants us to be a part of this, um, these events that he throws last Friday of every month at the Akbar in Mount Vernon. Um, he wants us to do a dance. And so We've been busy taking business meetings, business phone calls, um, and, you know, booking, getting booked, which we're so thankful for. We are available. Follow us on Instagram at Move With Finesse. Um, Like I said, we do, you know, celebrations, birthday parties, uh, bachelorette parties, divorce parties. Um, Now we even... We can market ourselves as choreographing your first dance with your significant other if you're getting married. Um, You know, we do so many different things and we teach class. We haven't even taught a class yet for 2020 because we've been so busy with um, a lot of interest in wanting to book us. And so we're super thankful. I'm super thankful, grateful, um, to be honest with you. When I look back to when I came up with this whole move with finesse movement and idea back in June, I want to say of 2018, just to see how far we've come and to see without us even trying, my girl niece and I were talking about this on Sunday, like without us even like necessarily soliciting, marketing um, aggressively or trying, we're getting the emails, the DMs, the phone calls about people wanting to book us. So we're super thankful um, and optimistic about what 2020 has for us. Um, so don't worry, we will be resuming classes very soon. It actually works out better that we didn't have any classes in January and in February because of the weather. Um, because the bride and groom that we're working with are getting married in mid-April, March is kind of sewed up with like getting them um, ready for their their big day 
and that first dance that they will have, that special moment. Um, they know who they are, not that they would be listening to this, but shout outs to y'all. You know, we are so honored to be able to have even been thought of to be or play a part in your special day. So we'll be kind of busy working with them a lot this month, as well as um, getting our performance ready for the Artist Collective this spring. Um, so I want to say we will resume classes maybe end of March, early April, definitely by April. Works out better that way because the weather will be consistently better. Um, so yes, a lot of people keep asking, like, how come y'all not doing classes when y'all doing classes? We're, we're going to resume classes, y'all. We just, um, there's a lot of bookings on the table that we can't just let just sit on the table. We had to like get to it with, um, people who want to book us for their events. Um, but we're getting, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> and when we come back, please make sure y'all come through and come to our classes. Cause I feel like we get that question a lot and we've held classes consistently all of 2019 and you know, the attendance was very up and down. So when we do roll out our class schedule again, and another good thing is working with the Artist Collective, we will also be teaching dance class in Mount Vernon, which is special to me because that's my hometown. It's where I'm from. It's where my parents still live. Like, so we're not only going to be teaching dance in the Bronx at our, at our um, studio, Dance or Dream studio that we work out of, not our studio, but the studio that we work out of, we will also be teaching at the Akbar potentially in Mount Vernon. And so when we start saying we have classes on these days in Mount Vernon, on these days in the Bronx, please bring y'all asses and come on. <laughs> you know, um, it's always when you kind of put something on pause, everybody wants to show interest. But when you're doing it regularly, it's like nobody gives two shits. It's like they, they rather just look at it on the gram for that one minute clip. Like, no, be a part of the movement. Come through. Let's try to get, you know, get our dance on for those who want to get their bodies ready for summer of 2020. Now is the time to be getting that done. Like, let's make it happen. Um, so yes, that's just an update on all things move with finesse. Um, my girl and I actually rehearse again tomorrow in preparation for this wedding, um, that we're working with with a couple and, um, hopefully we'll be able to give, I'll make it a point for us to give some footage because we've been working on so many things. We're also going to shoot a video pack, like we, video package. We just have so much going on. Lord, my life right now is, <laughs> is so full. Like I said, I have my day job. I have Move of Finesse, which has been a lot of behind the scenes, like I said, business meetings and bookings and choreographing. Um, also, I kind of linked up with uh, two ladies I was in a singing group with where we were trying to make something happen. Um, I've also been working on music, my EP that will drop in 2020. Like, it's just been so much going on. So my apologies for not getting to the podcasting and getting my pod pod on <laughs> um, as frequently as I would like. But that is going to change. I'm, I am now, with all that's going on with me, I am now juggling things a bit better. I see how to juggle them in a better way. Um, but moving past all of that... Um, a lot of my downtime lately, I haven't been on social media as much as I've been known to be um, on all of my social media. Those who follow my personal pages and my my professional pages, you probably see that my presence has decreased. And if I'm being honest, y'all, my presence has decreased on social media because I am just over it. Like straight up, I'm over it. I find myself getting annoyed very easily from the many celebrities that I follow. I feel like it's all just, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> and sometimes if I'm being honest, I find myself being annoyed with, you know, whether it's people in my life, you know, um, just not anything personally against like my friends or like people, my acquaintances that, you know, who I'm connected to on social media, but just the fact that why is it that we as humans constantly still have a, a need to put everything that we're doing on social media? Like, why do we have a need for everyone to know what's going on with our lives in that moment? Why can't we just be in that moment and just enjoy ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I have a huge life change that I have not even put out there on social media. And to be honest with you, at this point, I probably won't. You know, it's a beautiful life change. It's something I'm excited about. I'm scared about. I'm embracing. I have. I probably will not put any of that on social media, right? The people who need to know about this beautiful journey that I'm on already know, you know? Um, and we've had that conversation, whether it was face-to-face or you know, sometimes like for extended family members, I may need to send a quick group text about things, but like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, for instance, my husband just had a birthday this past Monday. Happy birthday, babe, right? Um, Over the weekend, you know, I made sure that my my work schedule was available. I was free. You know, I got him the gifts that he wanted, took him out to STK, which was a nice experience we had. A hell of an expensive dinner, but my hubby's worth it. And normally I would give him this shout out or take pictures of where we were. And I did take pictures, but I didn't feel the need to post it this year. Like, I don't like you're my husband. It's your birthday. I was with you. We celebrated. We had a great time. We spent time together. I don't necessarily need that to be on social media. So I find myself more than ever being on the the spectrum of I'm just over it. I'm over always feeling like not even that I felt pressed because there were still things even when I was posting regularly that I would still hold near and dear to my heart and not post right I I had dinner with my best friend maybe two weeks ago I didn't feel the need to put any of that on social media like I'm with my girl Denise all the time like I'm with certain people all the time don't always feel the need to put things on social media (laughs) excuse me um so it's like for, I don't know, something just clicked, maybe because I'll be 37 in a matter of like six months, four months at this point, five months. But like, I'm just at a place in my life where it's like, I, I don't care about that shit anymore. You know, even with my friends who regularly post, which is fine. No judgment, do you. But I, that stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters to me are the conversations we have voice to voice over the phone. What matters to me is actually when we're able to really more than that, when we're able to just link up and like do lunch, do brunch, do dinner. Like that's the stuff that matters to me, you know, um, like I want us to get back as just people, get back to a place where I get it. We all have hustles and, and different career ventures, business ventures that we're pushing. You need the exposure. That's where social media is great, right? The reach is beyond this world. However, personally, in my, my personal life, I really don't feel the need to, to overpost or to feel pressed Every event that I go to, every celebration that I go to, when I'm out on date night with my husband, you know, um, when I'm out with my family, like to, I always have to post something to reflect what I'm doing to show that I have a life. I know that I have a life. I don't need to convince anyone else out here that I have a life. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like some of us <laughs> always feel pressed to do that. And I, I also find that some of us, the ones of us or those of us that feel pressed to constantly post and show what we're doing and where we're at, maybe we're low-key really lonely deep down inside. I don't know. Um, but it's okay to hold things sacred to yourself. It's okay to be out and have an amazing night. And I'm not saying don't take pictures and don't, you know, have your own way of storing these memories. But I don't know that it's always necessary that we have to like put it out there. Like, why does everybody need to know what we're doing? You know what I'm saying? Um, And like, even when it comes to my professional things, like with complex simplicity, I was always putting up for years, like positive quotes. And every now and then if something hits me, you know, where I'm like, that shit is thought provoking as hell. I'll put it up. Right. But I even find myself now getting drained when I am on social media and everything on my, my newsfeed is like, all of these empowering quotes. And it's kind of hard for me to articulate what I'm saying regarding this because it may sound like, but that's what your brand is about. Yes, but I feel like it's now to a point where like we're, these quotes are just becoming redundant. Like you'll see the same thought, the same quote, the same whatever. I'll just see it multiple times on my newsfeed. Like, I don't know, I'm just over, I'm just over it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and not to say that I will never post anything empowering because that is the foundation of everything that I do, whether it's my complex simplicity, huge brand, um, this podcast, Move with Finesse, that is the foundation of what I do to be empowering, encouraging, to be real, to be thought provoking, to be vulnerable. Absolutely. But sometimes I just feel like it's becoming overly saturated with that. And I feel like it's almost a fad now to be empowering, you know, but are we really empowering one another? Cause I don't know about y'all. I still smell jealousy, envy, sabotage, and all these things on a normal day to day, just in my normal movements as a human being in this world on a normal day to day, whether I'm seeing it at work, whether I'm seeing it with, um, people in my circle, whether I'm seeing it just with people I know in general, family members, it's like, yeah, it's almost like it's like a, a, it's like a fad to be empowering or to throw that out there. But are we really empowering one another? Are we really owning when we are having feelings of jealousy and envy? Are we really supporting people? Are we out here not trying to sabotage other people? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I'm, I'm at a level, I was saying to one of my fellow managers today, or I guess this has been the theme of what I've spoken about a lot lately at my job, with just digging deeper. I am just over the superficialness of the world, right? I'm just about digging deeper, you know what I'm saying? Um, and maybe because of this journey that I'm on, a lot of things are no longer that, a lot more things seem to be more minute to me, right? Um and so in preparation for this beautiful gift that I will be blessed with, and you guys probably can read between the lines of what I'm saying at this point, a lot of other stuff just, it, it just doesn't matter anymore. I'm over it. Like, I'm just so not there. And I, I'm glad that I see that in myself because it's showing growth, right? It's getting to the point where I can't stand any form of superficiality. It's getting to the point where it repulses my soul, my spirit, you know, um, where I find myself like, okay, I need to like break away. I can't, you know, and I, I definitely work at my day job as in an industry that is, that's what it's built on, right? So I get enough of that there. So then when I see it on social media constantly, which it's all about the looks, the body, all that hair, bundles, weave, makeup, all about the superficiality, fashion, and don't get me wrong, I'm here for it, but I'm just to the point now where I'm just over the level that is constantly in our faces. It's on the TV screens, it's on, you know, social media. It's it's with some people you you're around on a regular basis. It's just like I'm oh Ver it. <laughs> but I'm glad that I'm starting to feel this, not starting, but I'm glad that I do feel this way. And it's gotten to this point of me being like repulsed almost because it's showing a certain level of growth where I'm like, yes, Chanel, you, we're reaching another level of, of self-love and comfortability within your own skin and who you are and how you move and what your purpose is in life. Like, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter and, and I'm over it. And I know everybody has their, their process with this. Everybody has their journey. Everybody has their come to Jesus moment. Um, and I'm just embracing where I am where, where, when it comes to all of this. So that's why, you know, I've kind of my presence or my fingerprints are not like on social media the way that they used to be. I don't get up and feel pressed regardless of what, um, brands I'm building. I don't get up in the morning and feel pressed to advertise, to market. I don't get up in the morning and feel pressed to, to show everything that I'm doing for my day, who I'm with, where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't feel like I need, I have this need for that level of attention and in a way of like, um, having to document my life and everything that is happening in my life. Because to me, that's either a sign of overcompensating in some areas. It could be a sign of, for whatever reasons, you have a, a certain, you have a need for this kind of attention. It could be a sign of loneliness. It could be all kinds of things. We all know that a, a lot of what people post on social media is a sham anyway. Like I've seen it even 
this is so crazy how, and I guess this is how the reality TV world and celebrities, that's why I say that shit is all smoke and mirrors because the way that you're able to capture things on camera and make things seem so much more than what they are. I've had it where, you know, my husband and I, we entertain, we have people over our house and, you know, you could capture something in a way where it seems like our house is the place to be, you know what I'm saying? Or it may seem more turned up than what it actually is. Maybe the music is just a little loud or I don't know, you know, and, and sometimes don't get me wrong. Cause my, my husband and I, I do believe we know how to throw a party. We do know how to have a good time, but not every time we entertain, is it like turn up time? You know what I'm saying? But there are times where I'll see, you know, some of my guests will, you know, put on the gram or on Facebook or Snapchat or wherever, you know, clips of being in our home. And I'm like, well, damn, they made it look like my, my little shindig was like on a whole other level that I know it wasn't. So if you follow me, (laughs) what I'm saying is like a lot of this shit is like smoke and mirrors. Like it's not accurate. Like even these little um, minute clips, second or 50, 30 second clips of what we're putting up of where we're at and what we're doing. A lot of times it's not even as like popping as as what it's portrayed to be you know what I'm saying um and so I'm just discussing where I'm at you know um no judgment maybe a low-key a slight little bit for those who may overpost, <laughs> but like no real judgment you know it's just where I am um and I always like to throw out thought-provoking questions and I guess that question is is why do we as humans have a need still all these years later, social media has been out for at least a decade or more at this point. Why do we still feel the need to to have to be on camera all the time or like to have to show what we're doing all the time or show that we have a life? Who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to are we are we trying to like convince ourselves that we have a life? Because when you have a life you don't need to convince anyone else that you do, you know? Um, and I get it for those who are building brands and, 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 you know, trying to get their career to the next level. But like I said, even then, I don't feel pressed the way I used to when I was first starting to build complex simplicity. Because at, at some point, it can become too much. You know what I'm saying? Um, it really can. And I will get back to, I do miss my vlogging, right? Um, where I'm on camera and, po- and posting to like my YouTube page, which is Complexed Simplicity, and um, to my website, which is ComplexedSimplicity.com. And it's funny, I'm on my phone watching something on YouTube before I came on to do this podcast episode. And I, you know, I'm constantly getting emailed comments where people are still going to my website if I'm being real with y'all, I haven't updated my website in at least six months. People are still commenting and I'm like, okay, for the people when I'm, when I'm ready to like get back on and like, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to revamp my website and, and, and clean it up a bit and polish it up a bit. When I get back on to doing that, like I know that I, I will I will give you all the best that I got as far as content goes. A part of me misses like just talking on the camera and you being able to not only hear my voice but like see my expressions as I'm saying certain things and you know just see the whatever you know. Um, but I'm amazed that I stepped away from updating my website. I used to update my website every day, every week for sure. Every other week it got to that point because I was just kind of doing a lot. And I felt like I don't want to run out of material because I'm just overly uploading and posting. Um, but to still see people still commenting on my website or, you know, still wanting to have that level of a connection that I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I found because I know most will probably say, girl, you you you're not trying to help your brand because you're not even like your presence on social media. You're not even marketing it the way you should. And in some ways, absolutely right. Can't argue with you there. But I was reminded even just an hour ago that regardless of how active I am on my social media and my website, the people are still reaching out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Still commenting. Still, there is so much content that I have given for Complex Simplicity, the website and the YouTube channel in these past four years. 
It's so much content. I promise you there's probably still a video you didn't watch. I have hundreds of videos, hundreds of vlogs, probably at least like 300 at this point. And that's why I'm like, there's enough content to hold them over. Cause some people just stumble on you and they may watch your more recent things. I promise go all the way back to, I want to say 2016. Cause that's when this all started for me. May of 2016 is when I did my very first, um, vlog, audio, whatever it was for my brand complex simplicity. There is so much material, but I will be getting back to it. Cause like I said, this life change that I have going on, I feel like my TV is about to start. Sorry for that y'all. Had it on mute. Um, I feel like this, this, uh, journey that I'm on, I, I will have so much more to share and so much more to say in due time. And I think vlogging will be an excellent, um, space for me to do that. But, um, but yeah, like I've stepped away or not stepped away, but I've kind of like decreased the amount of activity I have been having on Instagram and Facebook and, and my actual website. Um, but it, it still warms my heart to know that there are still people who believe in my movement and who take the time out to listen to my podcast or take the time out to listen to and listen and watch my vlogs. And you know what I'm saying? Like that warms my heart. And and so, like I said, I, I got y'all. Don't worry. It's been a while, but I do have a lot to talk about. I also found myself feeling a bit uninspired. And I think it's important when you feel uninspired to back up just a little bit to recharge, re-energize and to to get back to that place of inspiration that that was spilling out in um I think my regular vlogging where I was starting to feel a little less inspired and wanting to really like jump into the podcasting world more um and save some good content for for this uh part of my brand as well. Um and even with doing music, I've been working on music since the the end uh, the the end of 2018 and I, I have to say like I felt mostly uninspired a lot of 2019 which is why you know I was still getting music still listening to to different tracks and but I, I felt like I had writer's block I felt like I didn't really have anything to say and it could have been because hell for three years I gave I, I was I gave it all. <laughs> and sometimes you have to like pause and let life happen, you know? Um, and I've been able to like pause and let life happen. And now I feel like I do have more to say, you know, um, just even pause and just looking at the state of the world, you know, um, going back to the whole social media thing. This was a vehicle that I, I don't believe it was designed for our good. Yes, it helps a lot of us when it comes to business moves and career moves and things of that nature, but it it wasn't, I don't think the idea, the design and the plan was to improve humanity. I think it, if anything, it's to help become the demise of us as humans and to make us more narcissistic than we probably naturally are, to make us more self-absorbed, to make us crave less human face-to-face interaction, um, to make us a slave to technology. Like I'm not, I could go even further. That's like a, probably a podcast for an episode, another episode, you know, um, for another day, so to speak. But like, I feel like I don't, you know, for me, the way that I see things and just the direction of where things are going with the world, I am a Christian woman. Um, I do believe what God says in the Bible that the world, as I often say to my friends and loved ones, the world is destined to get worse. We know how the story is supposed to end. And so we've been in the end of days. We're still in the end of days. And I'm not saying to be hopeless out there because I, I believe in Jesus and I believe that what he says and prophesied is going to happen is, is what's to come for his own divine glory at the end. And so we as believers have to hold on and ride this crazy ride and try to get our lives in order and make sure we have secured ourselves that seat above in heaven. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and not sell out no matter how hard it gets, you know? And that's why I look at things with a very different lens or a more intense lens, I would say, when it comes to 
social media, when it comes to just even this whole coronavirus epidemic, that is a government induced, um, if you want to, I'll use a biblical term. It's a plague. It is something that is induced from the government, something that is meant to, for, for depopulation and, and, and probably a whole bunch of other agendas. Like, and I'll leave it there, but like, it's, it's just crazy. So the way that I'm looking at things and seeing things is definitely with a different lens or more of an intense lens or eyes as far as cutting through the BS and seeing what it is. You know, we talk about being woke, like let's really open our eyes. You know, that movie Eyes Wide Shut, the classic Stanley Kubrick um, movie. Uh, this man who did this movie ended up dying because he was speaking to what really happens in, in, the, in the world, in the entertainment world. And like all these worlds are linked with the government. Like it's just this whole thing. Y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I try not to do the most with my conspiracy theories, you know, but I, more than ever, I'm feeling the need to just say, wake up folks. We have to wake the hell up. <laughs> um, and so that's why a lot of, I, I find myself being more annoyed with um, being on social media, which is why I'm not on it as much, which is why I find myself, you know, more so having that urge to go back to how things were before social media was even this thing, you know, um, I'm more so wanting to have real human interaction. Um, I'm at a place within my womanhood. I've never felt more like a woman ever in life. And you will understand as I unfold things at, at some point. Um, but like, I've never felt more, I am woman, hear me raw than ever. And just the fact of where I am as a soon to be Lord willing, 37 year old woman to really, you know, to really like be able to see what time it is with people, with society, with myself, you know, um, and to see that there are just certain things I no longer have a need for or interest in, in that way. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I really believe my mom and I talk about this all the time. It is like my content, my contentment. Is that the word? Contentness. I know one of them is a negative one, but me being content in myself and my skin with who I am, with loving and appreciating who I am, knowing my flaws and areas I still need to work on, but still seeing growth in other areas, you know, like I know it's that, that makes women particularly uncomfortable at times with me, you know? Um, but I rather it be that way. Like I am just here for digging deeper. I am here for us being real with ourselves and one another. I am here for us really, as I used to always say, living in our truth. I am here for us working on our issues, <laughs> things I've always spoken about, you know, um, and you know, like just coming to a place within ourselves as women where where we're like, you know what? I'm good. You know, with, with enjoying where I am at this phase of my life, you know, with this new life change happening, my mom and I, mom was just like, you know what? One thing I can say about you, Chanel, you've always enjoyed every phase and stage of your life. You were not that girl or that young lady pining away to have a man, pining away to get married, pining away to have children. Like you always enjoyed every stage of your life that you were in, you know? Um, and I'm like, you know what, Ma, you're right. Like I never felt pressed to, to go with the societal norms or the Christian norms, right? I'm the girl who dated a guy for seven years before he popped the question or before, not before he popped the question, but before I got married to him, right? That's not the norm, especially in the Christian realm, right? Christians believe you have short, uh, you have you a short term, uh, maybe, maybe year, two year relationship and, and you get married, right? I was with this man for seven years before we got married. I was married and didn't jump into having children, you know, um, I, I was determined to figure out my career. Um, I enjoyed my journey of being in college for those years. I enjoyed my journey of living on my own 
before I was married. I enjoyed my journey of being married and still am enjoying this journey. Like I've enjoyed my journey of building brands and stepping out and creating my own content, making my own music, sharing my thoughts and beliefs with whoever out there, um, my perspective, challenging us, being vulnerable. Like I've enjoyed every phase of my life and I continue to do so. Um, and I, you know, to where I, when I look back, I feel so blessed and I am so happy and grateful for everything that I have accomplished, the inner work within myself, you know, um, the like career stuff, even building a brand, building brands furthermore, stepping out, you know, this new journey I'm on. Like I can appreciate the blessings that God continues to give me because I wasn't necessarily out here pining for them. You know what I'm saying? I believe timing is everything. I just tried to make sure that I continued to work on me every day, if that makes sense. You know, oh, Chanel, why are we still struggling with this? We need to figure this out. Oh, Chanel, we need to keep doing more of this. Oh, Chanel, get out of your feelings. What's the teachable moment with this? You know, even this current career I'm in with luxury retail, it has forced me to be okay with being probably the most misunderstood in the room, right? Um, it has forced me to be okay, even though everywhere else I worked, I was, my work was valued, whether they liked me or not. Right. Um, it has forced me to be okay with the fact that I may be the only black woman 80% of the time in the room. It has forced me to be okay with the fact that I still have a lot to learn. It has forced me to also be to to also be able to recognize and be okay with the fact that I don't even need the validation anyway. You know what I'm saying? I just need validation from that man upstairs, and that has what has kept that is what has kept me um, this almost two years of being there. As far as just. I always feel like God looks out for me. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll pray, I'll put it out there, I'll manifest it. Be like, God, this needs to happen. This is what's going to happen. And even just the other day, like God is always coming through for me, you know. Um, like don't worry. Even though don't worry, I'm positioning and 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 I'm I'm controlling what's happening on this chessboard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got you, don't worry. Just keep following what I'm telling you to follow, you know, um, and to just and to be OK with that, to really understand the voice of God when you hear it. It's funny, my mom and I were having a conversation. I went to visit my parents about two weeks ago and, you know, I got there at probably 6 p.m. I don't leave their house till two in the morning. This is how my mom and my conversations could like last where I'm like, oh, shoot. My mom's like, don't you have to go to work tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, but I go I go in at one. But like the fact that my mom and I were able to sit and talk from six o'clock in the evening up until damn near 2 a.m. that morning, that next morning. Um, and it feel like it felt like I was only there for an hour. That's how crazy it was. And we were just talking about, you know, Christianity and how a lot of us just have different. A lot of us who even call ourselves Christians, we still have different. Um, we're just different even with levels of that, right? So uh, what am I trying to say? I grew up in a Christian home where my parents, till this day, read the word regularly. My parents, we I wasn't raised in a home where I stood on what pastor said. Well, I, first of all, I didn't even go to a church that had a pastor. I come from a brethren um, sect of Christianity where you have leaders in the church, but we didn't, we don't, we don't really believe in having like an appointed pastor or one person to like run the church, right? For more reasons than one, another podcast episode for another day. <laughs> um, and so there's a lot of biblical teaching in the brethren, uh, churches, right? Um, and we were, my mom and I were talking about how a lot of churches these days, it's all about the word of prosperity. It's all about the feel good word. It's all about, um, you know, there are a lot of Christians who they go to church every Sunday regularly and they just hold and stand on what pastor says. And 
To be honest with you, a lot of Christians, and I'm one of them, we are not in our word, reading the word every day, spending that time with God every day by reading our Bibles and like really having time of prayer. Like, let's keep it real. My parents, absolutely. They've, that's always been their lifestyle and what they have done. And so my take on Christianity and how I view it was always somewhat a bit different than my peers or even some of my friends or people I went to college with because I did go to a Christian college. Shout out to Naya College. Um, it's a little bit different because I came from, first of all, Brethren Church wasn't nobody in Nyack or most of my friends even out who were Christians outside of like my college world. They were not a part of like a Brethren type of church. So... At the end of the day, I, I understood from young that my experience was very different. And when I would visit other people's churches, whether it was my grandmother's, you know, friends, I saw the difference. A lot of churches have a lot more emotion. Brethren churches can be a bit more dry. We're not um, moved off of emotion, so to speak. It's more of not that you don't have your moments of, you know, connecting with God and worshiping God, but like it wasn't moved off of shouting and speaking in tongues and things of that nature, right? I'm not judging anyone, no shade to anyone who does that and believes in that. Um, But like mine was more a premise of biblical teaching. And I'm glad that I had that foundation. No, I don't have a home church and I'm I'm definitely looking for one, have been for years um, that I feel comfortable with. But the challenge is, is I want that true Bible teaching doctrine, you know, once again, going back to that theme of digging deep, you know, digging deeper and not just making the congregation feel good. And then we all know we're going to get up at a certain point and raise our hands and begin praising and worshiping. Like I want a church that's going to, where there's accountability, you know, where your leaders actually know your name. They know their flock. They know their congregation. It's not where I can get lost in a church because it's so big. The congregation is so huge. There's no accountability. Like I've always gone to churches where you knew my name, first and last name. You knew a lot about me. You knew my parents. Like, you know, there was accountability, you know, um, and that's what I feel more comfortable with than going to like the popping churches that are like, you know, these huge mega churches or with like uh, large congregations where you can even be stifled with your ministry because it's a politic or political game there or it's favoritism or like I like I watch Greenleaf, like them Greenleaf kind of churches, I'm not here for, right? Personally, for me, that's not what I, where I would want to be. Um, and so my mom and I were just talking about how there's some of us as Christians who, you know, we really don't always think for ourselves. We just go off of what's said in church, what pastor says, or what this one says. Um, we kind of get that feel good uh, message. And then we go back to our lives. We're not reading our Bibles. We're not, you know, we're really not out here putting effort into our like Christian walk. Right. Um, and then there are those who take that part very seriously, you know, and it's a lifestyle thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a part of your, your day-to-day regimen. You wake up early enough in the morning before you have to get yourself ready for work. You have a moment of prayer with God. You have your moments of reading his word, whatever verses you're studying or passages you're reading it's a continual thing, or maybe you have your devotionals, whatever, you know, some of us do that, you know? Um, and so that's why I feel like it's easy for even some of us Christians to get caught up in a lot of these, uh, crazy entertainment things or just having viewpoints on things that are like, what's the word I'm looking for? where we're able to kind of just allow ourselves to be desensitized, right? And I'm guilty of that. I'm more so guilty of this because I'm not doing either, right? I'm not really reading my Bible every day. And I have a lot of prayer time. What I will say is I talk to the Lord every day and I have a lot of like day-to-day normal conversations. Like for me, Jesus is like my homie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like we kick it, we talk. I bounce things off of him more than anyone in this world, right? Um... And so that I do have, but I'm not in my word the way I need to be for sure. So it'll be very easy for me to be desensitized to a lot of things, right? Um, 
some things, right? I'm still, my eyes are open with the craziness of the world. But now it's like, Chanel, you really need to start getting into your word because now you can't even like back up certain things biblically because you're not even in the word the way you should be. Um, And then it is important to attend church and to have that fellowship and community around you, you know, um, as well, which is what I'm, I'm still trying to find. I've been praying even today, I was like, Lord, show me the, the church I should be a part of, you know. Um, but anyway, sorry to like get too in depth with this, but just a conversation my mom and I were having a few weeks ago. You know, I'm glad that I had the brethren teachings that I did have those those teachings still hold fast. I'm glad that I grew up in a home with parents who weren't just Sunday Christians like my parents. They they walk the walk. They talk that talk. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that I had that and still have that. You know, um, so when I'm looking at these crazy times or when I'm looking at, you know, just like I said, the way of the world, I'm able to put things in perspective. You know, Um, I was saying to my girl niece the other day, it's at a point now, even with me building my brands, like I don't want I don't even want things to get to the point. If I'm being honest, I used to have like, you know what, If if I blow up, I'll take it, you know. I'll know how far to go, you know, but I'm cool with the masses knowing about my brands. I'm to the point now, I don't even want to, 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 to blow up in that way. I want to be able to help and help people and affect change in a positive way and encourage people. But I don't even want, I don't want to be to a point of like, where you're known or your brand is like highly known like that because I feel like a lot comes with that and I feel like it becomes a slippery slope and I feel like that's when the devil will know how to show up and to tempt you and I feel like a lot of Christians fall into that temptation zone none of us are above it you know what I'm saying sometimes you'll be surprised what you'll do as they say people do some strange things for some change and for some some power and for some level of fame, you know? And so because I know that that whole world is like crazy and there are already a lot of Christians caught up in it, um, who have sold out in some way. I truly believe if you're a real Christian, no one else could have your soul, but God. But I, I, I believe like a lot of people might've sold out. A lot of Christians probably sold out, you know? Um, and it becomes hard because at this point you're, Let's keep it real. The entertainment business is a devil's business. So it's like, how do you how do you serve two masters? You know what I'm saying? So that's like where I'm at with certain things where it's like if I can make a good coin, help affect change on an even level, I'm cool with that. But I'm not trying to blow up. I'm not trying to like me personally. I don't even want to put myself in any kind of situation for Beelzebub to try to come and tempt me with some craziness. You know, I think sometimes we forget how, even though he uses the same old tricks, for some reason, he still gets people caught up out there. Um, And so I had to have that conversation with myself and I still have that conversation with myself about what is, what is my end game? What is it that I'm wanting? Sometimes I feel like it's so easy to be so ambitious with our careers um, and, Sometimes we have to have that honest conversation about what is it that I want? Why is it that I want this? Is this going to be something that is going to compromise my value system, my belief system, my morals? You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes by being honest, I think about that move of finesse. I love to dance. I love to dance sexy. At some point, Chanel, what is the end game? Is this when you do fully get back into really talking that talk, that Christian talk and walking that walk? this will be an area of compromise, like what's going to happen. So I think it's important for all of us to have like these conversations with ourselves, you know, real, real conversations. Um, Because like I said, sometimes we'll be surprised what we'd be willing to do, you know, Um, just to be known, to be seen, to have fame, to have money. And I, I get it. I'm all here for ambition. I'm all here for career ambition. But I guess as I'm entering this new phase of my life, you know, I just keep asking myself, but at what cost? At what cost? You know, um, as I always say, which is one of the basis, the basis of my brand name, Complexed Simplicity, I like to live a simplistic life, right? I want to be able to like 
have a happy home with my husband. I want to be able to pay my bills. <laughs> I want to be able to, you know, live a peaceful life. Um, sometimes wanting so much more can be detrimental, if that makes sense. For an example, wanting, you know, I want to be able to pay my bills and have some level of financial freedom, right? But me wanting to to have like excessive wealth, like sometimes that can become a slippery slope, you know? Um, so just, I'm always trying to like check in with myself about those things. And I had a real conversation with my girl niece, you know, we, we do move a finesse together. We've been building this brand together and I was real. I was like, to be honest with you niece, like I'm to the point I'm here for a certain level of success, but I'm not aiming for camera, you know, shine time. I told her I would be cool if we got way more bookings where we just choreograph for people, you know, and our name is attached to it than me necessarily having to always be in front of the camera myself. Like I'm to the point now I'm okay with not having to be seen all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool because I know, I I know what that what that world will involve at some point, you know, it's great in the beginning. I believe it. But once you really realize the, the, the industry that you're in and you, you know, it, it gets real, it gets real. And, you know, for those who may not believe in Jesus, go for it. You know what I'm saying? But for those that do just know at some point, as you continue to to become successful, you really will have some huge decisions to make because let's keep it real. The entertainment industry is run by the devil. It's evil. It's an evil industry, you know, and even, uh, I don't know. I know I sound crazy for those who are non-conspiracy theorists, but, you know, so I've been having these real conversations with myself um, and, you know, just not saying that I'm I'm reaching for just mediocrity, but like I, I'm so glad and comforted to know I don't have a need to be, you know, famous. You know, I don't have a need to be a famous um, vlogger or content creator. I don't have a need to have excessive wealth. Um, I'm cool. It's the simple things in life that will for me that are most meaningful and most um tip of the tongue why can't I, I my words are like crazy tonight um that are most fulfilling for me the simplistic life is the most fulfilling life and when i think about it i'm like god i thank you like at the end of the day i'm blessed to have a partner to do life with i'm not in this thing alone i'm blessed to have parents who are still alive and healthy and well i am blessed to be alive and healthy and well my husband is alive and healthy and well my brother his wife my niece my nephews and it all just goes you know i'm blessed to know that i've already accomplished which is probably why it's easier for me to be content because as a 36 year old woman I feel like I'm, I have accomplished what's important in life already, if that makes sense. Um, I've accomplished what's important in life already and, or at least what's important to me in life already. Um, and I'm saying, I'm thankful. So if I would have never, if my brands would have never, Scott, you know, grow a little more where I can have a certain level of, of more income. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? If I don't know, I'm cool. Like I said, I'm reminded, you know, if the, if my numbers never increase as far as awareness of what I'm doing, what my girl and I are doing, I'm cool because I already see that we do help people. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the moral of what I'm saying is I don't need to be on this large, grandiose scale to feel validated about myself or to feel like I'm helping to evoke some level of change in the world in a positive way 
or just even helping to encourage someone or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that that has already been happening and is continuing to happen. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't updated my website in at least six months and I still get emails at least every other week, people leaving thoughtful messages or saying how they were inspired or even if they were responding to a fun little um, quiz that I had or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, so I know that it's still reaching more people than I even know. Um, and that in my own way, what I set out to do has been happening and is continuing to happen. And so it's like, I, I'm glad and comforted to know that I don't, I no longer feel the way I used to when I started Complex Simplicity, like this needs to be a huge thing and reach the masses and give me my own talk show and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Because for me, the concern is more money, more problems. As we know that old adage, my concern is the bigger you get, now you're going to be confronted with selling out. You know, that world is a dark world. Like I'm cool. I don't need to be anybody's Kim K out here. I don't need to be anybody's Beyonce out here. I'm here to be Chanel Casimir. And if anything, my gifts are really to be utilized, um, to, to help people day to day and not necessarily to be like this, uh, big personality out here like that, you know, now for whatever reasons, I felt like God was like, no, I'm moving you in this direction for whatever reasons. And that's that. But as of right now, I do not feel like God is like, yep. So I'm moving you to work with these executives and these and these people, you know what I'm saying? But on my own level and platform that I have created for myself, I am cool with um, helping people on that level on the level that I am and I'm, I'm welcome to grow, but I don't need it. I don't need this excessive, um, thing of money, power, and fame and all of that. Um, and that's just me. Like I said, this is just because I'm on, even before me being on this journey, but even more now that I'm on this new journey in my life, I just really feel like all the things that are fulfilling and the things that make me, me and make me happy and at peace are, the simple things, y'all. It's the simple things. And so if you're wondering why I'm not on like that when it comes to social media, and half the time, y'all, I don't even be wanting to be in the mix like that. You know, I hang out with who I hang out with here and there, but I find comfort being in my home. I find comfort being, you know, moving in my small circle. Like, I don't need feel the need to be, like, all up and through. Like, I'm glad you know, I'm just moving differently and I'm cool with it. You know, I'm cool with it. And, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what's been on my mind and what's been kind of going on with me. Um, I think I'm just still in this stage of growth (laughs) and, um, self realization on a deeper level. You know, just when I think that I have myself pegged, I learn there are so many other layers to peel back and to, to even discover about myself. And, you know, um, I'm enjoying this ride and this journey. And, you know, like I said, I gl- I'm glad when I'm seeing that my perspective is, is, is sharpening or changing with certain things. And, um, I'm really embracing the woman that I am and I'm loving it and I'm, I'm here to grow even further And hopefully something that I said resonated with someone out there, you know, hopefully I didn't come off too preachy, but just being real and raw and honest about my, my perspective and, and just where I'm at right now. Um, but yes, continue to rock out and listen to Candid Talk with Chanel. Another great thing about being a part of, or being connected to, um, Tim, who is over the artist collective in Mount Vernon is now I'm work I'm um networking with different people and I've already met from going to uh the event last Friday I've already like saw a few people that I will be reaching out to that I would love to interview who seem to have amazing talent and like a great story and um so yes I am still on the prowl and working some things through 
um, with um, interviews. And even some people have been coming up to me like, hey, I want you to interview this person or so I'm just trying to make sense of my crazy schedule lately. (laughs) And, um, you know, another goal is to have some great interviews in 2020 on Candid Talk with Chanel. Um, So it's not always just what I think and feel, but me being able to, you know, talk. So, yeah, I got a little cut off. I didn't realize I was I was potting for 60 minutes, y'all. I gave y'all 60 minutes. But anyway, continue to rock out with your girl and listen to the Candid Talk with Chanel podcast by going to Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify and so many more. Um, Thank you so much. And until next time.